0: It's the Loose Filter Podcast, and I'm your host, Stuart Sims, and our crew of regulars
1: is here. Dave Gant, Anthony Campolo,
2: and Lissette Sims.
0: wanted to touch base with everybody and ask what have you been listening to lately that you think is particularly interesting and why what do you want to share share time show and tell show and tell
3: i I listen to schlocky things boring schlocky things
0: then we don't want to hear your choices anthony what (laughs) my choices are awesome what have you been listening to
1: i've been listening to recently the new radiohead album a lot it came out a couple months ago but it's just been recently that I've really started to get into it and listen to it. It's a lot more subdued than most of their albums or they have they've always had subdued tracks, but this as a whole I feel really has a lot less edge than usual but has a very nice melancholic sound to the whole thing.
0: So what would you give us an example?
1: This is the third track on the album Dex Dark.
4: This the last sound you've ever heard. Now we try
1: Sounds nice right I it love is, it yeah
3: I, I was just sort of thinking like that definitely you know nice track good song but Radiohead sort of to me has really settled into a sound it's like you could have told me that track was on an album from like four years ago have no problem belie- you, you know
1: yeah does the whole
3: album kind of feel like that
1: yeah they have stopped trying to like completely redefine their sound with every mm-hmm. album which they did all throughout the early 2000s and their last one King of Limbs really went super electronic and mm-hmm. felt more like a, a Tom York solo album than so much a Radiohead album. And I think that's why there wasn't as strong of a reaction as their albums usually get. And this one still had a fairly muted reception mm-hmm. as well, but I think this one, they really settled, like you said, settled into a sound and figured out what they sound like and just making good music without having to yeah. revolutionize like what, the game what, every time.
3: It's what 2000's Radiohead sounds like, pretty much, you know? Uh-huh.
1: <laughs>
0: so what about that track in particular
1: uh, is compelling to you? I like the flow it gets it doesn't feel like it has harsh sections and transitions it the whole track kind of just flows into each of the sections and feels like one long kind of drawn out thought which i feel like a thing they've really worked to in terms of just having a song that kind of morphs and changes and goes to these different moods and feelings and never quite has a chorus and a verse and a hook here and there's there's not many hooks at all on the album It
0: does sound much more confident musically to me, compositionally to me, and I like that they're honing a style that they know they're good at. (laughs) Because innovation, I think, creatively is not like a sustainable practice long term. You know, it's difficult to really reinvent yourself as a band. Well, how how long have they been a band, too? I mean,
3: I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm (laughs) just far into that process to innovate.
1: Well, they were innovating, I would say, up until their last couple albums. And in rainbows sounded different from. Hill of the Thief, which sounded different from Kid A, which oh, sounded different from certainly. Okay Computer.
3: But, yeah.
0: It's nice to hear them honing something that they're already really good at, because I think, certainly we've all experienced as musicians, no matter how well honed something is or how good you get at what you're good at, just nice to see them returning to that well.
3: I don't think I can get any better at Mario Kart 64.
1: You've reached peak yeah. performance on like Mario? I'm where I'm going to be. Well, do you know mm-hmm. all the insane shortcuts?
3: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, duh.
1: <laughs> So do you always nail like, the rainbow road jump?
3: Dude, th- that one's like... I, I, no, I don't you, do that you can one. get better. <laughs> okay, I guess I'll spend some time on the special cup.
0: Lissette, what have you been listening to lately?
2: I've been listening to a couple tracks from Lemonade by Beyonce. Um, the tracks that she collaborates with James Blake on... Um, which are Pray You Catch Me and Forward because I I really, I enjoy the sound that they create together.
0: What example are you going to play for us?
2: Let's listen to Pray You Catch Me.
5: You can take honesty it's all over your breath as you pass it off so cavalier but even that's a test constantly aware of it all my lonely pressed against the walls of your world
1: me so happy to see James Blake doing all the things he does I've been a really big fan of his since his first album came out and blew my mind in 2011 it was a very formative album for me and I know a lot of other musicians my age who feel the same way Definitely. and this year he's on Beyonce's album he's on Kanye's album he's on um, he's gonna be on Bon Iver's new album and he's on the new Frank Ocean album it's pretty much on all of oh, the good music this year
2: yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty amazing. I think it's also interesting that that particular track "Pray You Catch Me" was also co-written by a third writer. Um, so it was Beyonce, James Blake, and then Kevin Garrett, who had, I had never heard of before. But after, of you course, don't know about Kagar? You don't know about Kagar. So, so I decided because I like these tracks, I decided to look up. Okay, so I like that's it. the best I, thing to do. I obviously yeah, follow, like James Blake whip, and I like Beyonce. Drink, yeah. So who's who's this guy? So I decided to find out and uh, decided to just download some tracks and be like, okay, show me what you got.
0: Did you like it? I did. Yeah. What about this track or, or the album Lemonade? It strikes you. Why'd you want to share it?
2: Lemonade is very striking because of how many different things it does well. It travels through a lot of different Sounds and it seems to pull a lot of them off. I don't know if I would say it pulls off every single one, but it definitely pulls off most of them, and I think that's really impressive. What Kevin
0: Garrett track did you find that you like a lot?
2: I would like to share coloring.
0: What should everybody listen for in this track? What grabbed your attention?
2: I like that, as a James Blake fan, uh, (laughs) that this is kind of a version of that sound, but maybe a little bit more... Uh, the mainstream pop version of it but yeah it, it just feels like it's in the same vein as James Blake but it comes from a little more of a poppier place so yeah I guess Sam Smith and James Blake had a baby and it was Kevin Garrett
0: It's Interesting, I can hear that influence of his through composed approach where the verse and the bridge and the chorus all sort of blend into Come one. From the same and you idea. Don't, yeah, you don't really realize that you've gotten through the chorus until he ends, and you're like, Oh, that was the chorus. We're going back to the top of a verse. It's just a really interesting style that he has. And he almost the way he sings, it's like really, uh, well, we're like melismatic almost, like he never takes a breath. It's just not only is the line sort of through composed it's literally performed without a break
2: and you just kind of lay back in the groove um, right and he also co-produced the song with beyonce i thought that was pretty interesting that's an interesting connection
0: I, yeah. yeah right on i have two real dissimilar things i wanted to share you guys know i've been listening to the uh experimental trio clipping a lot and i wanted to share that one because i think more people ought to listen to they it. Had, they had they had a
3: new album, right?
0: Yeah, their new album just came out last Friday. The track I wanted to just share an example of here, though, is the one from the 2014 album that I just love so much.
2: And for any Hamilton fans out there, clipping it's is 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 Daveed Diggs, the front man, is is Jefferson himself.
1: David Diggs and Crazy Industrial Noise. Yeah. It's,
0: yeah, well, it's it's three guys, and David Diggs is the vocalist, and he's out front, and then the other two guys are experimental electronic musicians. And so the sound palette behind the vocalist is incredibly varied and unexpected. And so, uh, anyway, this is one of their more charismatic jump-out-and-grab-you tracks called work, work. <laughs>
6: Your city if you ride for it let them know why you die for it same reason all these riders get high so it's all medicinal now what you want buy homie buy bitch. buy bitch. Mob, shit. Mob, shit. mob shit. boss talk. Boss, talk. boss talk game rich game rich name game. name game name gang gang sign gang sign work on the phone call it baseline yup line dance like a hold down pimps up daytime whole block of ghost town ghost ride ghost face jeans, get ghosts in a moment pour a little for the ghosts of the dead homies deadpan voice singing tin pan alley songs panhandling in front of tourists with their camera phones get it how you live or live till you get it get it in when the stash low and it's no cash get it in and you're riding no L's no tag get it in and she looking like you ain't gonna smash get it in but she got her legs up on the dash shawty so tell us how to get that work make that work work get that work make that work work get that work make that work, make that work.
0: What I love about that is, Dave, like you said, their choice of sample on the metallic percussion, it yeah, sounded yeah. like. What was it evoking? Like uh, tune gongs or something?
3: Yeah. Uh, well, that, it had the, the nice pitch shifts like that. Yeah. And then know, it I, reversed I the sound so you could hear yeah. it, sort of the resonance.
0: Almost like a reverse <laughs> glass
2: breaking yeah. kind of.
0: Right. So there's this really interesting and uh, uh, delicately rendered electronic texture. And then Daveed Diggs is just such an amazing just
2: tearing it vocalist. It up.
0: I mean, it's just so good. Every track, one thing I do like is that each album is really unexpected. And even from track to track, it can be really unexpected because the guys behind digs making all these sounds and sometimes they're beats and sometimes they're not beats at all are really good. And they're really interesting. They're really interesting. What they're they're definitely
2: different than a lot of other hip hop. You know, MCs are are rapping over.
0: Yeah, I don't even know if you could call them hip hop, really. I know.
1: Yeah, I think the closest analogs would be Death Grips, had a similar kind of sound, and a while ago there's a rapper called Dalek, who had some really cool industrial noise influence in his beats that reminds me a lot of this.
0: Their new album, interestingly, is so different than this. It uh, Anyway, my other example is, uh, you guys know, Guilty Pleasure, but I just love it, is the soundtrack to Stranger Things.
3: Okay, yeah. can you explain why that's a Guilty Pleasure? Well, because... To me, that's just a pleasure.
0: Because it does border on simplistic.
3: It's for a show. I know, I know. Uh, besides,
2: Stuart, simple things Stuart, are awesome. Some might say minimalism is simplistic. Some might say. Some might. say. Nobody listening
0: just, is going to get the story you're referring to. I just, I just hate the phrase "guilty
3: pleasure" because I. I why, okay, why then I, I take I, it back. I take it back. Feel good about it. I'm going to start over. Take pride in you're starting over. No, no, I want this to be part of it.
0: No, I'm starting over. I'm not going to call it a guilty pleasure.
3: I'm gonna be like, well, you know what? A minute before we started, Sounds like he thought it was a guilty pleasure. <laughs> just take that. It was fine. It was fine. There's it's kind of junk foody, though.
0: Talking. You know, it's not. Uh, yeah. It's not like it's. That's what I mean. I by hope that.
3: that was all in too. We just keep all of that in.
0: One of the main things I love about it is one of the things I love about the show in all of its aspects. And if you, haven't, if you don't know what we're talking about, I'm talking you about the show. Turn this uh, off. Go yeah, stop, watch it. Stop listening to us.
1: Spend eight hours. The
0: show Stranger Things on Netflix. Terrific. Just yeah.
1: finished it yesterday because I was at camp when it came on. And, and, Verdict? Uh, obviously, it was good. <laughs>
0: so thoroughly enjoyable. I mean, it didn't, you know, like rock my world. It's not like a paradigm shift sort of work it art. To? But, boy, no, it doesn't. Nope. It's just it really just well works. made just and awesome. well the done. the whole thing and, just oh, works. Yeah, and original while being totally. Of its influences, you know, it's it's one of those things that it, the influences are really obvious and they're really foregrounded. They're intentional. A lot of them, like a lot of the Spielberg influences, particularly ET e. and Stephen King and things like that. And yet, it's its own thing. Out of those, and what, all those familiar touchstones. Why can't
3: we have like kid heroes for movies for all audiences anymore? Like, what happened to that? Right. That
0: was it. Had its moment in like, Spielberg's I can't really early right? I was right? never yeah. a
3: kid. I don't know kid. I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying. I, I don't think know. I think we <laughs> it moved
2: just away. Disappeared. I think we moved away from it because th- f- for a while it seemed like oh well k- movies that star children are for children. Yeah. And so I think we kind of moved away from it not realizing that well, a story a about child, a kid doesn't necessarily have to be for exactly. just geared exactly. toward it's children. That, it can I'm be saying. for like,
3: everyone.
0: See you're child. talking about the 90s but in the 80s The Goonies was everybody went to see. Yeah, the
3: they made We had like Sam Home Alone. Alone kids movies for everybody when ED. I was a kid and then as I aged they that was the age of movies for everybody and now it's just all adults. Because now I'm an adult.
0: Well everything got gritty. And it irony get gritty. died.
3: I can't wait for the the wave of sunny reboots. It's kind of gritty already. premises yeah. and we're gonna give them like campy. Well, sunny, there are happy. kid heroes
2: like, you know, in kick ass. So they're oh, not, that's, they're but not they're, gritty That's kids. maybe not quite what we were thinking. <laughs> no. <laughs> not,
0: <laughs> not, not exactly Spiel- Spielbergian. Not we quite. wanted like Schwinn that's bicycles and,
3: and big teeth. And real capers yeah. with,
0: with serious consequences, but not too serious, but just exactly. serious enough. Yeah. yeah they terrible.
2: tried it with Super 8.
0: They did. Yeah. I didn't see that. Well, and J.J. J. Abrams is like a Spielberg kid. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's in that age cohort Dave was talking about. Gen Xers.
2: Oh, anyway young Gen Xers, we went oh, on a total Stranger yeah.
3: Things, anyway, rabbit, total hole. Stranger
0: Things a rabbit hole so here's the I'm just going to play a little That's bit of, but it also real. for but me
2: is this by? remind me it's by the Stranger Things
3: no it's not it's by a band
0: Kyle Dixon and Michael Stein what I like about it specifically in the music is that it evokes uh, early minimalism for me and the Philip Glass like Koyani Scotsy and that was real formative for me too and it just really hits a sweet spot this is from the the main title
1: To say is, have you guys
2: seen the video of uh, two of the kids from Stranger Things doing the sing along to the opening credits?
3: Yes, I
0: have.
2: It's, oh, I haven't. It's really adorable. I,
3: I I'll make a note of that. I it's just, pretty funny. I just wanted to say, I mean, I guess this is becoming thr- the Stranger Things podcast. Stranger Filter. Can <laughs> we much, become
2: a Stranger Things Hamilton
4: hybrid? How much that would I be, enjoyed the that would be extremely
3: self indulgent credit sequence in that show with with that music going on because it it's not like that's the extended version you hear that whole thing every time you watch stranger things and it's like slow and they have the, the logo all red and awesome slowly moving around and it's so like late 80s early 90s it's just I oh I, yeah no I you get the that. whole opening credits mr yeah, robots doing these, do these the really self-indulgent credit scenes too and i'm just like please bring it back guys I will watch I will sit there
2: A good opening credits Can mm-hmm. be really satisfying Well it gets me just so It's pumped the overture to watch. Yeah, yeah I, There's so a reason operas Have Stranger an overture
5: things.
0: It lays out the material yeah. You're going to be hearing Musically And sets the mood And introduces some Of the major themes And you know, like gets you ready good To see Times. the show It has it's it's, Exactly it's
3: good. What are you talking about like, Good, good time song It's a great, okay. a great wow. song Well Dave What has Dave been listening to That's exciting right Yes <laughs> I bet you're all stoked. Um, I, I want to, like, piggyback off both your things.
0: I do like that you're interviewing yourself, though. So, hey, Dave, what's Dave listening to? Dude, I'm a great interviewer. Well, Dave. And a great interviewer. Let me tell you about Dave's Like, why would habits. you not do this? Okay, so you're piggybacking, this is gold. You're piggybacking Podcast off my choices? Gold, um, gold Jerry. <laughs> you're piggybacking off my choices?
3: Yes, I am, actually. I was going to say that the time since our last cast... I really did enjoy the Stranger Things soundtrack myself, and as I've been enjoying the Mr. Robot soundtrack a lot, we're getting a lot of great, really sort of like retro kind of sounding soundtracks in TV right now. But anyway, so I looked them up, and there was some article on the internet that had a bunch of them recommending a bunch of albums. Had who recommended a bunch of albums? The two guys who did the Strangest Things soundtrack oh. are in the band Survive. And they were just recommending. Yeah, and they make sound. Okay. They make records that sound like that, which is. <laughs> duh. listen to that, I, I looked them up on the internet and they had recommended like five albums to listen to. And so uh, I listened to that. Uh, I listened to uh Otaker's LP5 while I was getting a, a filling done. I listened to the, uh, the new clipping album and I thought, why not play a track from that?
0: Sure. Which one?
3: Yeah. Um, that was, was on their list second. it's on my list
2: oh i thought you meant it was on the list by the <laughs> oh Stranger no, things no it totally
3: wasn't no oh. not at all
2: i was like we've
6: come full circle
0: this is the track all black from clipping's new album it's rad splendor and misery
6: Vocal collapse. he's in the galley screaming all black everything he shouts at the dark stands back counting the seconds before his voice returns all black everything No more cracks in the hole, the small crack in the skull, healed up quickly, now it is All Black Everything. The space stretches on and the pace that he's on matters not as he hurdles into the All Black Everything. He repeats it at night with the lights out in his cock, crying soft curses into the All Black Everything. All Black Everything. All Black Everything. All Black. Something within this one's different the others died so easily and he is so persistent he never did bleed out and fever couldn't kill his system though it was pumped through all the vents in the event of a total loss of control he quotes Kendrick's control verse and spews his vitriol into the echoes of the bowels of this floating metal hull And holds his pillow for dear life while he grinds his teeth at night And he rarely makes requests except to say, turn on the lights But there is so much more to give He ignores processing power He stumbles to the shower A ritual of some sort And he insists on speaking passages before he eats And he keeps asking if these programs carry any beats The reply is, all black, everything His vitals read normal
3: Uh, So like the first three tracks of that album they kind of uh, start with these these great, like, spacey sounds behind W. Diggs. There's a slow acceleration where the, the, the sort of rhythm behind everything is the same, but he keeps on using a uh, smaller subdivision that accelerates and accelerates for the first two tracks and then falls in all black. And I love the uh, sort of, like, futuristic sci-fi theme. Kind of calls to mind, like, Deltron 3030. Just really enjoyed that a lot throughout that, especially that first part of the
1: album. I think there's a great line you drew with Deltron 3030 and a lot of really Afrofuturism stuff it's a long-running interesting little sub topic within Uh, I do love
3: Afrofuturism I think I probably mentioned that at some point on the podcast but yeah it's one of my favorite aesthetics
1: well I
2: think it's also a really fascinating bold choice to pick a topic so specific and make an entire album based around that idea i think it takes you know a lot of courage to put out a project like that because it's kind of one of those things where it's like either it's gonna be received well or it probably won't there won't be a lot of mixed reviews i feel like projects like that and i feel like they do a really great job at making something super interesting out of a single idea and make it last a whole album's worth without getting old
3: yeah totally I've been totally digging it. I just wanted to piggyback on your comments about clipping because listening to I was digging it, but this album particularly like strikes my uh, my flavor receptors.
2: It tickles your fancy.
3: Yeah.
0: Splendor and misery. Yeah. Great album.
3: Go you. listen to it. Have some fun. So I've been listening to a lot of chiptunes lately because I've I've sort of fallen in, in in love with the PSG. Tell me
2: about chiptunes, Dave.
3: Okay, so chip tuning, it's one of those awesome things about music because it's so of a certain time. But basically it's making music with the the PSGs and someday we're gonna do a, a you know, a PSG chiptune episode, but I just wanted to bring in some guys I've been listening to on my long walks at night. What's I,
0: the PSG, Dave?
3: <laughs> a PSG is a programmable sound generator and you've just opened a box of worms. No, can of worms? Pandora's box. Anyway
2: Pandora's box I believe, of worms.
0: I believe, box. It's, I believe the saying is a tube of worms.
2: Yeah. <laughs> worm tube. <laughs> A casing of worms. Uh, electric
3: loop. A flat of worms. A flask
2: um, of worms. <laughs> okay, but anyway, the PSG is
3: Programmable Sound Generator. And that's what old video game consoles, back when video game consoles sounded like something where you knew what... what so, so you're is, talking about
0: like the 80s, early Nintendo, Atari consoles. Oh, goes like goes into like, the 90s. Yeah, but... But, but this video game music. But video game yeah, music. Original music video game Because you used to
3: music. have to have a chip that just like would make all the sound. And it was one chip, and it was like you had one synth, and you've got this number of voices, and you, you better work so those So people guys. are using
0: those sounds to but make are so now, it's called what now?
3: Chip music? Chip tune. Chip, chip tunes. tunes. So um, give us an example. What's an yeah. example of chip Well, tune? I, I'm just going to give a shout out. I was listening to a ton of Streets of Rage 2. I don't know if we need to listen to that, because i forced you guys to listen to so much of that. We've already listened to You guys much, know. But we should listen to it. Again. You guys know. Just to get Streets
0: up. of Rage 2. Is yes. that what you said? With,
3: awesome game. If Sega I remove the Central
0: Valley Mumbleese from that um, Streets of Rage, Streets of Rage Two, 2. and I is that a, up. is that a
3: video game? It's a or? it's a video game for <laughs> Sega's 16-bit console, the Genesis or Mega Drive anywhere besides America. It had an awesome FM sound chip. It had six four-operator voices. The sixth voice could do PCM samples. But it's, okay, here okay, we okay. go. All right, yeah, you got to stop me.
0: I have to admit, Dave, that music takes me takes me back. Yeah, and like to a very familiar place people in this room can attest,
3: not only does that music make me dance, but I have a loosely choreographed routine based around Expander from Streets of Rage 2. It got me pumped up. Yeah. Don't you want to play some video this games? This is Dave's
0: real personal passion, everyone. <laughs> he's been working on this for years. It's a
2: full aerobics routine yeah, to it's the like, Streets of Rage 2 soundtrack. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Exactly. It's like Zoolander with uh, Blue Steel. He's, he's been like, honing it and honing it He's like the Richard years. Simmons of video games. Yeah. Yes, his one-minute Streets of Rage... No, it's expander not
3: like I, you can listen to this for dance. like an hour and a half. It's fine.
0: No, but I mean the specific track expander. You've got like your choreographed.
3: No, I, I, I sometimes I listen to I put the extended version you can easily find on YouTube. You know, I'm not one. a casual fan. Yeah, like
0: <laughs> I listen to the extended version.
3: Well, no, people I do. don't
0: listen to the radio versions.
3: <laughs> Lots of people have done awesome remixes of this. But yeah, anyway. So, so is this a
0: recent, the chiptunes kind of uh, resurgence of, I mean, this music's been in the water ever since it was made, but.
3: Well, I mean, if, if you want to go back to the history of chiptunes, it really kind of starts with the Commodore 64 demo scene. So you don't want to get into so it. So who's making it saying.
0: now? Like what's,
5: what's, oh, what well, would be a contemporary say, that
3: That's actually from a video game. It's not chiptuning as much as it is just like actual awesome video game music. It's one of the best soundtrack spell time because it uses this one chip on the Genesis. I am a Joe. Oh no i i think that it's 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 pretty well regarded in the uh i don't know people who listen in in so, like the tw- the dozens of us that listen to video game soundtracks <laughs> and rank them so dave how down- did you
2: how did this come back into your rotation i mean i understand why you loved it but how did it come back into your life
3: <laughs> honestly okay I wanted to learn how to program fm synthesizers and so I was like okay well what's recognizable f m it's fascinating. So I kind of started listening to some of these soundtracks and I found this guy who has them on YouTube all deconstructed. And then I figured out how to take an emulator and just break the parts out and so you can listen to the, each operator doing its thing, doing its operation. So you've, been, um, so
2: you've been trying to learn how to make these sounds. Yeah, because okay,
3: well, cool. will kind of FM sort of, there's not a whole ton of people who did interesting things, but because it was on the Genesis, people learned how to really work this chip. But that's neither here nor there. I was mostly saying I've been listening to some chip tunes. That's an actual video game soundtrack. But let's play some pixel hate, huh? Yeah.
0: That's contemporary chiptunes?
3: Yeah, he's he's still working um he's sort of like one of the uh, one of the gods of chiptuning. He wrote one of the pieces chip of software Yeah. <laughs> he wrote one of the pieces of software that people usually use to produce this so that you can like you run on the console and then you're actually able to use that chip. What track do you want to play? So this is super long name song. Um it's off boy with a digital heart. That's uh second or third album from Pixel Hate. I don't know. I've been listening to all of it.
0: It's called The Super Fantastic Turbo Magical Two Player Love Game Adventure Call.
3: Yeah, but it's pretty rad. So let's let's take a listen.
2: me that kind of sounds like if the postal service was uploaded into a video game
3: and to me the postal service sounds like if video games were uploaded into real life
1: (laughs) that reminds me of fang island and dan deacon and other groups that i really love that have super hyper happy aggressively happy music it's just very upbeat but because the timbres are a lot more interesting and it really gives it a cool like Glowing bright, Play sound. sound,
3: yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, pixel. This pixel hate does a lot more than this. There's a lot of fantastic albums he's done. He's a full body musician, but I really do enjoy this stuff a lot because it's it's sort of like composing through a very limited, with a lot of limitations on you. Which kind of that's where art comes from. this like limitations are very important, and it's so limited. You know, you've got like you write for this chip, or I think he's got a couple of NESs, basically. And those sounds to me, they just really like tug at my heartstrings. You know, they're from like when I was a kid and having a good time. So I walk around, like I take these mile, you know, a couple mile long walks every day, and I listen to the video game soundtrack kind of music in my head, and it's it's a great time. I tell you,
0: what a time to be alive! Yeah, I just it demonstrates to me. I love that there are two principles that have become really evident to me especially in the age of not just recorded music but internet and all of the availability and tools that it gives to us the first thing is that people will make music out of the sounds around we're just always Mm going to do that no matter how sophisticated or straightforward or whatever those sounds are we're going to make them out of the sounds we know that are familiar to us
3: not only do we just make sounds of what's around us but the sounds that are around us become take on meaning because they're part of our lives you know yeah I think that's a big part of it for for me right now that's why I'm kind of into this is because these sounds mean something important to me and I'm early entering my mid-30s you know getting nostalgic
0: well and the second thing I was going to say is that nothing gets left behind that's what's interesting yeah. to me about musical culture especially. The more access the internet gives us to all of the music that there is and has been, the more that we embrace all of it. And it's just kinda of fascinating.
3: Oh yeah, there's 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 high schoolers who are totally into Bangelis right now. You know, which is hilarious and great, beautiful.
2: But I think all music is like that. I mean, when you really break it down to why we like it, it's because it evokes something that is meaningful in us. It sounds like things that we remember and like and enjoy. This is a super direct connection. I was going to say, it's interesting
0: how specific it got, right? It's not just like, I remember this song from my childhood. It's that sound specifically of this chip. This, that made
3: these kinds, kinds of right, yeah. And, and what's funny is that that Pixel Hate gets a lot of work, and other people I like, like Disasters, so they get a lot of work making soundtracks for video games for phones, which can make any noise you want. You know, it's not limited to these kind of chip sounds. But that's people still, love people, that sound. Yeah, people still want that.
0: Anthony, you only got to present one one track. Did you have a second track
3: you wanted give, to share? Give me some more tracks. We'll come
0: around full circle or and play, let you play close some it Bonnie out. Bonnie Tyler. We've least. all shared pairs of tracks. Holding out for
3: a hero. <laughs> I'm holding out for a euro. I do need it. Yeah. <laughs> I need a hero. It's
0: a new jingle for. The, <laughs> I go into euros and more, and I'm like, for the I Greek- need a euro. Oh, that's terrible. How have we lived our lives in, <laughs> between the release of that song and now and not made? How ever are we made not eating
3: any, Like, how are we eating anything other than euros and being like, which one to eat, man?
0: How have we not made a full-on parody commercial?
3: I need a euro.
0: Okay, so Anthony, we vamped. What's your second choice? <laughs>
1: The other day, I listened to an album that is really huge and came out like a year it's ago. Huge. It's huge. It's huge. the biggest album. <laughs> just finally got around to listening to it. It's the band 21 Pilots, I've always heard lots and lots of kids at the camp that I work at talk about it, and I always find it interesting hearing kids talk about what kind of music they're into or what they like, because
0: hey that's why i know clipping shout out to seth from the don ryan music camp Yeah, it's literally is a recommendation
1: what the kids are into.
3: from one of the this musicians is the, one
0: the
1: kids like
0: from one of the musicians in the high school camp band that i taught a few months ago
1: and the way they talk about the music they listen to you can usually tell when some kids are listening to something because it's what everyone's listening to it's just the thing that's out there so they listen to it and they like it and then there's kids who are really, really into something. They love it. And this is a band that kids always really loved. Like, they would say, this is my favorite band, and they would be obsessed with them, and they would perform their songs. And I'd heard a couple of their singles that didn't really impress me, but I finally sat down and listened to the album. And it's really quite amazingly eclectic and well put together. And I'm going to play a track that I think represents the whole album in a lot of ways. It's almost like a manifesto for the album because it's called Lane Boy. And it's him talking about being in the music industry and constantly being expected to fit into a lane and doing a certain sound and profiting off of a certain sound or whatever their last single was, and him saying, I don't want to be constrained by this. And then the song does a meta thing by switching styles throughout the course of the song, but not in like a cheap gimmicky kind of way. It's it's really cool. Say, say,
4: say where well, we were. I'm sorry if that question I asked last Scared you a bit like a hazmat in a gas mask If you ask Zach, he's my brother? He likes when I rap fast But let's backtrack, back to this Who would you live in that for on that list? But the problem is, there's another list that exists And no one really wants to think about this Forget sanity, forget salary Forget vanity, my morality If you get in between someone I live with me You're gonna feel the heat of my calvary. All these songs I'm hearing are so heartless Don't trust a perfect person And don't trust a song that's flawless is They say, say, and you're lane boy Lane boy And we go where we want to
0: That's like a day in the life. They just took two totally different songs and smashed them together.
1: They created a pretty organic
0: transition, I have to say, but...
1: Yeah, it starts off... You know reggae kind of beat and then rap vocals and then it takes this huge techno left turn
2: it's like revolution turns into like drum and bass kind of a thing Mm -hmm.
1: yeah and throughout the album they also bring in a lot more um, like indie rock influences or punk influences they have a lot of emo influences and it's all very much part of their overarching sounds they never sound like they're trying to ape another style or another genre it always feels very organic and authentic the way they do it all
0: the album's called blurry face and the band is 21 pilots
1: and they're blowing up right now they just did a song for suicide squad they have two tracks right now in the top 10 stressed out has been everywhere
2: So we've been listening to some stuff. You can check back with us next week and see what other stuff we may be listening to. If you, I mean, if you like stuff. I don't don't know how you feel about it. I love stuff. Me too, man. Me too.